I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the At Woods End podcast. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> you better be following us on Instagram. <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? I'm really into that right now. If I don't wake up <laughs> with jet lag, am I really living? Honestly, cheers to us. I don't know, is that even a word? Welcome back yeah. to the At Wits End podcast. <laughs> I'm Max. And I'm Kim, and this is episode 49, the Instagram eras. Today we are talking all things Instagram, our evolutions, musings of our favorite feeds from the past, and behind the scenes of some of our most iconic and maybe most questionable images. <laughs> I think the questionable part is important there. So we gave our listeners full permission to creep our posts on Instagram, and everyone delivered. So thank you for everyone who submitted or sent us posts or said funny but mean but funny things we appreciate you (laughs) we're not hurt we promise (laughs) we will also be referencing photos throughout this podcast so be sure to follow us on instagram at at wits end podcast and head on over to the post published on february 10th to follow along when we reference certain images because the visuals might be important this time yeah february 10th 2023 just in case we're, we're five years in the future here and someone's like, oh God, what year was this? So that's what I'm manifesting, Kimberly. All our mindsets are di- are different yeah. when I'm like, yeah, February 10th. Like if you want to listen, it's like probably two days ago and you're like, you're envisioning people going through our back catalog. Well, that happens. A lot of people are like, I started listening to your podcast from, from the start. I'm like, mm, don't do that. I'm like contemplating taking it down because mm-hmm. we've just come so far. So yeah. But I feel like with this episode... This maybe is one of the first times where I feel like video would have accompanied really well or we would have like benefit from from video recording where we could like pull things up as we talk. But I don't think we're quite there yet. No, I'm just imagining you cutting out all my likes and um and just like my <laughs> video, video feed just jumping and get it's just so choppy. <laughs> um but yeah, not not yet on the video, but maybe eventually if we're in the same hemisphere again, I'm back in New Zealand for the foreseeable future. And yes, it's already tomorrow here today. <laughs> I forced her to tell that joke. <laughs> okay, let's get into all things Instagram. So as per usual, I feel like that's how we start a lot of our conversations. But tell me about the beginning. How old were you when you first got Instagram? And what was your first image posted ever? Hmm. I feel like I was 16. Wow. It was around the 11th grade and Instagram was like super, super I thought, sorry, I thought you were going to tell me like the 11th day of the fourth month. (laughs) Yeah, the the exact day that I downloaded Instagram. No, I want to say I was in the 11th grade because it was definitely like later high school, but I was, I was for sure in high school still. And yeah, Instagram was super new. I honestly couldn't tell you what my first image was. Kim, lame, lame. (laughs) I'm sorry, but this is the thing is that like I, it was like me and probably three or four of my like close friends in high school all had the app and we all followed each other and we basically treated it as like our private place to like share (laughs) photos, like funny photos and stuff with each other. And so then it was only when like we got into early university and it kind of became this app that like more people were using, like you were meeting people that were like following you on Instagram and we all had like me and my friends from high school had this like, oh my God, like we don't, 
like this wasn't meant to be shared with more people yeah. <laughs> than like the three of us. So we went and deleted like everything. And right. I think that, that was when the, the, the use of the app started shifting towards more of like a um like a sharing, photo sharing. Like, a platform, like yeah. more of a photo sharing platform, but I guess like more um more widespread than just maybe with your like intimate circles, which is Yeah, like if you're at a party and you met somebody, then they'd be like, Oh, what's your Instagram? Like it became a way like a almost it became a social networking tool yeah but like versus it wasn't rather than giving someone your phone number you just give them your instagram because you could message out if you needed to or you know whatever yeah exactly so like that's why i can't remember what my first photo was because like there's like kind of this whole weird era of when i had instagram that like it it's gone just i it was gone. It was like weird pictures of like flowers in my yard and like you love self, those like weird embarrassing pictures of selfies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, what about you? When did you first download Instagram? So while you were like really early, I was super late to the game. I was a big BlackBerry girl for a really long time. I love Blackberries. I had a BlackBerry Bold, and all the way like through the beginning of university, love that phone. And so I didn't get my first iPhone until summer of first year. So I was 18, turning 19 that following November. Even then, I was like a bit sad to get rid of the BlackBerry. But my first Instagram photo ever, looking at it now, was a weird one. At that point, majority of people that I knew were already on Instagram. And so I guess I wanted to come on the app with like a bang. And so my first ever photo was taken at like maybe like a kid's pool or like splash pad but like a really cool one in downtown mississauga like near their city hall and the picture was taken while i was jumping up so it looked like i was floating and the caption was i can levitate these days like what why (laughs) (laughs) what the hell certainly starting instagram (laughs) with a bang you know, and way back in those early years, like, how did you view Instagram in general? Other, like, I want to say past that initial point of the journal, maybe, or is that kind of what you want to expand about? Like, is that your first era? Because, like, for me, I remember I was at the beginning, I was really focused on just like cool, interesting pics, and I broke a hundred likes in second year. And I remember friends in university were like, "How? How did you do that?" And era number one for me was, like, bulky white frames, sometimes in, like, cool shapes with light leaks and, like, a movie dust or, like, a movie grain. And I did not post frequently at all. It was, like, very sporadic, sometimes a few times a month, sometimes not even that. And I I actually received so many listener comments being, like, tell us about era one with the white frames, like, lame. I'm aware, guys. I'm aware. I thought it was cool. Okay, so tell me about you. Tell me about your era one. I mean, okay, mine was the exact same. Those white borders <laughs> had a chokehold on people. And Excellent. Like, they were, and like, the thing, do you remember actually a couple years ago when I spontaneously decided I was going to bring it back and then I immediately regretted, regretted it, it? But yeah. I posted like four photos with the <laughs> stupid white borders and I posted the first one and I was like, oh my God, this is going to look so good. And then I was like, oh, wait, I hate this. But I liked the photos and then it was just this like blemish on my feed and then eventually I archived them. But anyways, th- yeah, the white borders, the dust filters and the light leaks were also like, it was just so huge back in the day. And I remember I had this one 
app that I always used and I wouldn't share a single photo until it had been filled with like grain and unrealistic Yeah, what was that app flares. called? What was the I app think before it was Visco? Called Afterlight? Uh, Afterlight. Mm, I, I can't that, remember. I, I think that's what it was called, but I'm not even sure anymore. But yeah, super artsy, like curated photos for sure was kind of that like initial like when post the like weird my weird initial time on Instagram Diary, when it was just IG, me and a couple yeah. friends mm-hmm. yeah when it became something that people you had, were more conscious I guess that people were looking at it almost went really far the other way where it was like super super curated and I think that those white borders actually the reason they became so popular was because there was such a focus on that like quote-unquote like aesthetic of your feed and the white borders allowed you to not really have to care about like clashing colors and stuff that maybe yeah, didn't okay. go together yeah. because it the consistency came through the framing and that's why I think they became so popular I'd for a see, while. That totally makes sense saying it like that because if somebody were to present that to me now, but I feel like nobody was there they just thought like oh this is cool and then they didn't realize because I think at that point at least for me it was about the photo more than the feed whereas like now I'm all I'm a feed girl over the photo like for some things where I think about the feed as a whole rather than as an individual photo so that's interesting like that makes total sense the logic is there but yeah I don't know if I thought of that yeah that's interesting because I I feel like I've almost gone the opposite these days but we'll get to that okay what is your era two if era one is white borders what's like the next the next generation for your instagram it's so funny because we've already brought this up like multiple times so era two technically doesn't exist in its entirety because kimberly taught me how to archive so i like i want to know listeners are kim and i the only ones who excessively archive just about everything you know hide the shame of those old posts but at the same time like not being able to bring yourself to delete them we know you're you're a serial archiver can you share some thoughts about archiving (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i have so much archived i think the thing is like sometimes you just don't feel that you need to share a certain photo anymore in like a broader sense but you don't necessarily want to delete it and remove your own access to maybe comments that people have left or like it's still a memory even if it's not necessarily a photo that you feel like they need to publicly share with people anymore and like I can also be quite indecisive so I like the archiving feature because I've archived photos and then I've unarchived them. Yeah, me too. A few weeks later because I'm oh, like, yeah, oh wait, no, I actually. I, oh yeah, I've I've unarchived things a few weeks later because I'm just like, wait, I like this photo again. But like, I like to be able to look back at photos even if they no longer make the cut in like a public sense. So I, yeah, I'm very pro being able to do that and like not just jumping to deleting things. Okay, so if Era Two was hidden hidden to most of our eyes what got bumped okay so i guess the new era too i mean this isn't even just because of the archiving but you can see that there's like huge year gaps between when i kind of started and then it just like looks like i posted twice a year it wasn't the case just archived so much crap but basically era two is now like this mishmash of different really like intense 
filters and it was filled with a lot of vibrant colors which i still love that and occasional dips into like high contrast almost like the dark visco vibe that's really popular right now with a lot of european influencers also like side note proud of my authentic self because there were images of other things other than myself because i think at that time in like 2015 to 2013 18 it was really like people just post selfie after selfie after selfie and I didn't have that which I loved good for you if you're a selfie person that's awesome I am not <laughs> and so I'm happy there were other things but you can tell that I wasn't consistently doing very much with the colors could have been a little bit more together if that makes sense like I wasn't planning I was just like living laughing loving and this was at the end of university this when I met Tilo and we were just traveling multiple times a year including my world trip so I think this was just like a I don't plan like I just live this cool life and, and I'm trying hard I think there was actually a photo <laughs> in there which I'm so surprised I thought somebody was gonna wrap me out on it but basically there's a photo in the feed I'll pull it up it'll be included in the Instagram photos but it's a photo of me and a flamingo and I'm ready to wrap myself it's like a blow-up pool toy and the photo in frame of the photo you see the flamingo you see like my face I'm laughing beautiful blue sky the actuality of that photo is I'm standing in ankle deep water with this floaty like basically at my boobs if not higher to have that flamingo line up with my face. It's a great photo. I love the photo, but it's just like, <laughs> like not an oh, authentic love- moment. Yeah. Uh, there are so I yeah there's a lot of photos like that and I remember probably in like a similar time frame it would have been like end of university and my friend actually Deb previous podcast guest Deb yeah and I little things and more were, yeah we were at um a conference in Ottawa um for work together and we were in the hotel room and I had this like vision of this like photo that I wanted to take in the hotel bed holding like a mug of coffee up in the air with like the blankets pulled over my head and there was no mug in our hotel room so we like called down to the front desk (laughs) to have them bring us off a mug just to take this photo I love the picture but it's the most staged thing ever and it's just like it that was definitely in the phase of like just trying way too hard like like, I don't know I'm not but like against staging photos because like you're telling a story but it's like what story is that you know like yeah, I also think it's, like, it depends on, like, the why you're doing it. Like, for for me, even in that phase, it was just fun. Set up the picture. I have this and, like, vision the for right this. Picture. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, this is what I want to capture. And it, it's, like, a form of creativity and fun. And it wasn't, like, oh, this is going to get the most likes ever. It was just, like, I think this is, like, kind of quirky and, like, cool and fun. And I just want to take this picture. So I think, like, it does depend on, like, what you're logic is but I do think that there was like a definite phase in that stage of, of kind of like late university where it was like all about getting like the the cool pictures yeah so would you include that in like your era too like are we are we in era two yet or is that further along yeah I think that there's kind of like a I mean I still feel like I can be a bit like that today with certain photos not quite so much anymore but like I would say up until quite recently I was still like you know I still love to like frame like I think that's just kind of a general thing that you carry with you especially if you like like 
being taking photos and and artistic and taking photos that you're always going to have a little bit of that I think for me my like era too is like it's a very short but sweet phase Mm -hmm. where I got obsessed with these Lightroom presets that I had (laughs) no business using really because like I did not know how to use them properly like Lightroom presets can be so finicky and you really have to batch edit yeah yeah you have to know how to use Lightroom to a certain extent or else things don't like balance properly and anyways I was just copying and pasting these these presets over my photos and I got really lucky I think that they just ended up working really well but they gave everything this washed out bluish gray pastel vibe. vibe yeah and it was like it was this my second Europe trip and there is this phase of like only probably about 12 photos where I was used for before I stopped but it's this piece of my feed that like I can come back to and I'm like oh my god this was impeccable (laughs) like I just did like it's everything and it just it is also like I mean I was also in Europe so like it's like beautiful architecture like everything is just so pretty vibes yeah skies and it was summer and like yeah everything is just great but like that that lightroom phase was is like a very short era that i'm classifying as kind of era number two where like i kind of went through a bit of a phase well it's um, so but... funny sorry just to interrupt here one of our listeners who we love he sent me a message and he was like not gonna like throw you guys under the bus but like remember when we used those lightroom filters that we had no business using <laughs> was his actual message that's so funny that you you said that because that is really he's funny. like not specifically that you and kim have i was like no no we totally did and i was like please see this for for kim's and see this one for mine <laughs> like holla so yeah i remember they were these like it was this influencers lightroom presets because remember when there was a phase when like it, you know so many influencers were selling their presets yeah but like that i think is what sparked all these people to download these presets that they didn't actually know how to use and that was like kind of where I got those from is they were some like kind of like freebie download of some like influencer that I followed and I really liked the way she edited her pictures but like none of my pictures looked like her pictures because I wasn't doing anything the actual editing to the presets yeah yeah but yeah anyways I think that was my era too which speaking of presets and filters is that kind of around the time that you begin your love affair with visco's <laughs> hb2 yeah so era three is defined by hb2 which is a filter on visco and it's like my second baby this was a very heavy era of the filter i mean like it wasn't super bad because it's not like this filter some of the filters around this time made people's skin look bright orange and i'm like mm, how do you love that I don't know but so I think that's kind of why it stuck around with me for so long is that it didn't look overly filtered but at the same time like now look at I'm like this was clearly very filtered so around this time I also met hashtags and I started to see a rapid growth in my feed and to this day my followers don't coincide with my insane engagement like I think I'm being punished by Instagram somehow I don't know at this time likes were still visible and I was racking in anywhere from like 200 to 500 likes per photo, which like felt like, you know, like I was like, cool, there's a lot of people that enjoy this content. And I began to tell more of like a thorough story and I was really vibing with it and things were going well. And this era includes mine and Kim's trip to Europe and the summer that I got engaged and a few of my heavy hitters from the early days. One was like a picture of, of shoes that for honestly, like three to five years after 
I'd still get messages about where I got these shoes and where I could find them. The second was my sister took a picture of like her holding a peach over my butt. That one exploded. And then the last one was me holding a giant like monstera propagation leaf and at that point that was like my record breaker and i was like things are crazy and then Hugo and i smashed that (laughs) a few years later but what is interesting about this era almost felt like a type of high for me because i was just seeing like likes you weren't really paying attention to like sends or saves at this point like i was getting a lot of them but nothing compared to likes and right around this time canada introduced or like instagram in canada got rid of all the likes and i just saw like people just weren't liking anymore and so then that was like really weird because i was like my content is still good like what's happening and i saw this like movement from like Mm, okay (laughs) so that that was that but okay what's next for you I think next for me is kind of like the it's kind of the phase I'm still in now and have been for the past couple years where like I still very much love to share photos and capture you know little random moments and it's not that I'd say my feed is uncurated because that would just be like a bold-faced lie. Yeah, like, I was like, <laughs> it absolutely is. But like, I definitely got much more loose and like, I'm just going to post whatever I think is pretty and I want to remember or like share with my close friends, like almost going back to the way I originally used Instagram, right? where it was just to share with my like close people and like, there was no real thought to like who else was seeing it so much, I guess. Or I just kind of stopped caring that it all looked, you know, so much so a certain way. Like, obviously, I still care because I still think that there's, like, that creative, like, artistic element to, like, liking how things look. But I don't put so much weight on it anymore. And this was also kind of the phase when I started using the Visco C7. That one's, that's kind of my exclusive. Yeah, yeah. What's your love affair, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my love affair is with C7, and I've kind of been basically copying and pasting the same like recipe of edits onto every photo since like 2020. So I think kind of from that period onwards, my general look of like my feed and the things I share, even on stories, I run it through yeah. that C7 recipe. So like everything stays like really, really consistent like branded. With, with what I'm... Yeah. yeah we work in branding and... people. This isn't weird. Like... <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I kind of like want to touch on that later, but like Uh, Yeah, I do think that it's, like, it's just something that it's still rewarding to have that curated piece. I think I'm just, like, a little bit more um, focused on myself, I guess, more than I am outwardly um, these days. Yeah. But, okay, how many more eras do you think, uh, do you have? I think I have, like, one more notable Insta phase. I have two-ish, yeah. I have, like, a small... So, basically, I have Era 4. And this one is super easy for me to find on my feed. And, like, I bet anybody could find it. Basically, my phone in January of 2020 updated, crashed, and died. And I lost absolutely everything, including my perfect filters and thousands (laughs) of photos. And it was such a rough patch. And I just couldn't quite remake that filter. And it was just, like, too cool. too Like, cool as in, like, the warmth of the photo. And just not cute. And it took me forever to notice and to fix. The content was excellent. But the filtering was, like, 
uh, like I appreciate what I was doing in era four, but just like not loving how they looked. And I'm just sad because there's a lot of really like I just love a lot of those photos, but I'm just like, shit, if I could run it through what I'm doing now, this would look so much better. And yeah. Okay. Bring me up to speed. So my last one is most recent and like, I just feel like I'm really having a moment with carousel posts okay. over the last like little while. And I've got like, a caption and for also- you. No, I don't want to. I, yeah, I and- do it once in a while. Never mind. I'm not telling you. Yeah. Like I love a carousel post lately and also like little kind of, re- I guess the whole phase is like I'm in my like little recap phase where okay. like I find I'm posting a lot more in the moment on my stories, but on my feed, I'm more likely to post like, you know, here's what my January looked like versus posting that stuff consistently on my feed throughout the month or like little recaps of my weekends, whether that be like, oh, I, you know, I just had a weekend away and here's like five photos in a carousel or it's like a little Instagram reel of the weekend away. And like, I'm almost using it more as like this kind of recap, Mm -hmm. catch up. Yeah. Like after the fact, I think more recently, like I post a lot less on Instagram specifically to my feed, not so like I still post pretty consistently on my stories. Right. So then when I do, I've been picking those, you know, five to six moments and sharing them over the course of like a few weeks rather than, you know, a post every week. And I think that just kind of fits my your vibe Mind right shift. now. My, yeah. and, and the mindset shift of like using it as this memory keeping app with my important people and less about like keeping consistent and like having a presence. Like it's more about reflection, I guess, a little bit for me in this like phase that I'm in. But I feel like that maybe was sparked by the fact that I have like 200 people muted. So like, <laughs> I feel that my, and I unfollowed a lot of like, I'll let you guess if, if you're one of those people. But yeah, not you, to find but out. like, yeah. well, anyone Hell listening. no, if you unfollowed me, you'd be off this podcast real Not quick. unfollowed, yeah. muted. <laughs> but you no. me, Kim? No, of course not. But I, I do only really keep my, like, closest people or people that I'm, like, seeing on a regular basis. Those people I keep unmuted. And I think, and I unfollowed a lot of, like, influencer type accounts that I had been following for ages. And I think that that's kind of where my mindset shifted to this, like, more of a private It feels like vibe. a smaller bubble, even yeah. though I, I have a public account. Anybody can follow me. Anybody can see me. And I don't really, like, I'm happy for anyone to, like, see what I'm sharing but I share from the perspective of sharing it with that smaller bubble that I'm interacting with on a regular basis we're just on opposite ends right now (laughs) yeah I think we are but like that shift only came for me in the last like year or so I would say but anyways bring us up to speed we're living in era five with at magazine may tell us about that (laughs) yeah okay so era five basically once I was like ew no to era four editing I toned down all my edits like significantly. Weirdly kept the grain, which is a very Kim thing, but like uh, love a five years grain. ago Kim thing. <laughs> yeah. When you used to grain. Do you remember you had this phase? That's an era, but I think it was more of a phase than a, than a whole era. What did you love doing? Crazy high grain and sharpness? What was it? What did you do? Oh, do you I loved to sharpen photos. <laughs> that was it. That was another like influencer taught trick that they were like sharpen your photos and they look so much better. And then I was like obsessed with sharpening my photos. Yeah, to the point where but... Tilo's like, what's Kim doing with her photos? And I was yeah, like, Tilo had, Tilo had a, a lot of thoughts on the level of like grain that I was putting in. I still do put quite a bit of grain in my I photos, like but not to... 
No, yeah, I love green because I love film. And so green can help it's film photos to look a bit mm-hmm. filmy. But the, yeah, the sharpening I have stopped <laughs> Thank doing. the Lord. I will say. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So I feel like now I love the grain look too. And I love this like slightly dreamy look with, again, that minimal filtering and just rich with color. I've never been able to go like color always makes an appearance with the seasons. And I do love my feet to kind of represent those different kind of seasons and as I go through and now I'm I'm a really big fan of seeing like this balance between people and like just like things on my feed to the point where like I feel like I'm swapping it every other photo without like meaning to do it but I just love how that looks and it just gets me to remember more than just like I went out to dinner this night and it's like look I baked this really cute bread and it turned out great and I want to remember that and it's part of this this kind of authentic yet curated story and I love that and yeah Hugo and I also broke my my record on Instagram with a picture of him and I when he was four months old that was the first time I hit over a thousand likes on a photo and I was like famous (laughs) (laughs) that was like when I I filmed this random Instagram reel one day of me making scones Mm. and like it wasn't it wasn't for anything I think I was just like I was kind of getting into client work in the free like freelancing space where I was like filming a bit of Instagram real content I just wanted some practice like getting you know good angles of things and so I was like well I'll make these scones and I'll film myself doing it and then I just like stuck it on my Instagram as like oh these were really good scones like I just like want to remember this yeah and and then it I left my phone for like 20 minutes and came back and I had 12,000 views and like all these random people being like, I want the recipe. And I was like, I'm famous. (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely. I don't know. I just because this era of mine, it like brought in reels. And what I love about reels is that you get a lot of that, like not validation, but it's validation. That's what it is. End of the day. I love seeing the views go up and I'm like, yeah, I did it. You know, and sometimes reels are just all over the place because sometimes you're like, this is the best reel ever. Then it gets like 10 likes and then other times you slap something together and then, you know, you become, you're exploding and you're going viral and stuff. And, but what I like is that there's not a lot of comments involved in this. Like I remember in like, previous years sometimes like when my my profile was public people would comment and like people I didn't know and like that got into like a mm, I don't I feel that negativity from somebody from Idaho who I don't fucking know whereas with reels people don't tend to really comment as much but they like mm-hmm. will engage and I love that right mm-hmm. yeah so hold on before we move on to other things just like a total side question since we we're talking about work and reels and we're both freelancers obviously everybody knows that and we have our Instagrams. How do you feel about the progression you've made as, like, a business Instagram? Like, what are your overall thoughts about that? Um, I'm divided. I think I've gone through phases where I really try to be active on my freelance Instagram account. And then I usually burn out and I get too busy with other yeah. work. And I kind of have to tap out and I end up not posting for months. Um, I think that's potentially a consistency thing. Like if, if I committed to posting, say, once a month, I could probably maintain it. But I tend to go either like I'm posting three times a week and then <laughs> I burn out and then you you don't hear from me for six months. Yeah. Um, but I did grow quite quickly for a while. But I think if I'm being honest, it's never been where I've necessarily found clients and I don't feel like 
posting to it really brings me much joy. And so I've kind of let go of that pressure to be as active. I will also say I've noticed prospective clients watch my personal Instagram stories almost more often than my business account. Mm -hmm. And that's something I'm always conscious of in terms of what I'm sharing and also just being active on my personal account. But like, would I attribute Instagram to any of my business's success? Not really, in all honesty. But like, what about you? So I mean, like, I'm a little bit more of a consistent, just like a little bit, not that much more consistent than yours, but I am more of a consistent poster on my business page. Same thing, not much happens from it, but I think sometimes when I have clients, like I also don't post every single thing on my portfolio on my website because I do a lot of work each month and just a lot throughout the year. And so I have like select things. Whereas I've now started treating my Instagram as like strictly portfolio because for a while it was like playing around with like educational or like that kind of. No, it's like, no, this is my portfolio. This is the cool shit I've done. And yeah, so like if I treat it as a portfolio, it's less pressure. And it's just like, you know, right now I just posted Anthony, who was on the podcast like a couple episodes ago. So I worked with him on his website back in like november and i just posted about it last week so like i'm very behind but Mm -hmm. it is nice to know that like i have like five six months of projects that have not been posted yet and that i have the material that i can slowly like work with if that makes sense yeah totally now this leads to my next question what are you or like back to our personal feeds what are you loving about your feed right now and what can listeners expect from kim this year in this next era Are you moving to your next era or is this going to continue? I feel like this is going to be kind of a continued era because I'm still really on the carousel train (laughs) and the little documentary reels. And I think that that just like fits really well with like my mindset about Instagram in this moment and like probably quite a lot of like little travel posts over the next few months while I tour around more of New Zealand. And like I also just booked a weekend away in Melbourne over Easter um so very excited for that first trip to Australia um but I think that that will it'll be a lot of like recapping little trips to random towns and stuff like that over the next while and that will be my vibe all filtered through viscose c7 (laughs) (laughs) okay but tell me tell me about you and your nine accounts okay I have three accounts which actually this episode probably wouldn't be complete without mentioning my current most viral post ever which is a reel of me making eclairs on my magazine made page people love a baking reel it's insane 19.2 thousand views almost 5,000 likes 22 cents and 161 saves which is just like what are they saving like my nails look good is it about the nails like the eclairs were like my first try so they weren't the best but still iconic for me it's crazy but yeah, yeah moving forward healthy mix I really want people to feel like they know me like oh yeah Max does that or just like connecting with me virtually so then this is my grand scheme so that when we see each other it's easier for them and for me to chat like is that weird <laughs> when I started stamping that that's a huge conversation starter for when I'm in like groups of people that I don't know that well and they're like how are your stamps and I'm like let's talk stamps for the first two minutes and then we'll we'll naturally progress so that's my kind of vibe is that like come with me I want just the way that this podcast a lot of people tell us that they feel like they're in the room with us that's what I want my Insta, and I and I do want this to be like how does she do it all 
that is something that I'm actively trying to put out there via these three accounts is for people to be like, wow, when does this guy sleep? Never. <laughs> Actually, quite often I take a nap every day. So like, that's the secret. <laughs> but Regular naps. Yeah, my daily siesta. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, I have to go work mandated nap. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's blocked off in my calendar. It is. Okay. Okay, let's get to listener inquiries. We've got some good ones. We've got some weird ones. You'll want to switch over to the next image posted on February 10th, 2023 for this segment. Okay, so the first one is for Kim. So on February 13th, 2021, Kim posted a photo with the caption, POV, lockdown is over, your doorbell rings, you check your peephole, this is what you see, insert eye emojis. And it's four images of Kim as if through a peephole. Listener wanted to know, and I quote, get her to walk us through this. Like, why? (laughs) Kate, I had been in lockdown for months. Like, I was going mental. I just thought it was so funny. And I remember taking those photos in my bedroom and, like, laughing to myself because it was just, like, so accurate to how I felt in that moment. All I wanted to do was go show up at a friend's doorstep and be like, hey, let me in. And I also remember having to download, like, a specific fisheye effect (laughs) app to take those photos. So, like, it really, like, I put a lot of effort into it. But I just, like, I had a vision and it needed to be executed. You know what? You said And I was, like, yeah. Yeah. And I just was, I was so bored. And it was, like, this is how I feel right now. And it was one of those, like, speaking of curated images that, like, you're trying to tell a story. Like, that was really me trying to tell a story of, like, how I felt. And it made myself laugh. And that's all that mattered. It does. (laughs) I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next, we've got a question based off of a photo that you shared April 7th, 2019. This listener said, explain the dancing and why you didn't continue. Mm, Okay, so this just ended my dancing career at Laurier. And so something that I found fairly late into going to university that they offered these kind of intramural classes that weren't for like the professional dance club studio team, whatever, because I just had way too much work to be able to like actively join some sort of dance program. I am pleased to report that I still dance. I'm still dancing today. I found a really great adult ballet class with point that is actually challenging and not like a glorified bar workout class. But going to that picture, I actually got my hair professionally done the morning of that showcase because why not? I'm just like... I'm happy already back in 2017, I had this mentality of like, why not get your hair done for a special event? And so I had like, you can't see it in that photo, but the front of my hair going into the bun is like this beautiful braided in into the rest of the bun. And yeah, and I'm still, yep, ballet mags. (laughs) Okay, next. On August 12th, 2019, Kim posted a photo of a single yellow sunflower and captioned it emoji sunflower b and eyes and listener wanted to know this just feels out of place on the feed what's the story behind it okay you're not allowed to submit questions for this segment this picture one belongs on my feed for years literally since 2019 so four years and we're still fighting about this picture we were in Europe and I took this picture of this yellow sunflower and I was like, this is really pretty. I'm going to post it on my feed. And Maggie was like, 
no your don't. feet is it perfect it's just it like it's go. a sore thumb it's ju- it's jarring i hate it and i was like i like it i'm gonna post it and like it's just this, this ongoing disagreement uh, every that few years have. i comment on it too and i'm like black i almost had it made into like a birthday card for you that i was gonna like i'm just gonna start like finding ways to like it's a nice gift photo you that picture i'm gonna frame it i'm gonna like i'm yeah no it's a gorgeous photo it's just not for the feed it was taken in austria right am i right yeah it was it was and i believe it does belong <laughs> you tell us you be the judge <laughs> yeah you guys yeah you guys be the judge and there's a right answer and a wrong answer okay September 9th, 2021, Megs posted a photo of five-month-old Hugo, captioned five in three languages. Listeners, a listener wanted to know how you travel to France with a tiny infant because, and I quote, some super mom shit. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about, so when he's, this is just like before I preface to the photo, when we did like Hugo's first year, we speak three languages at home, and so each like month i did all three languages at the time i was like that's cool simple i don't know if i love it anymore but it is what it is i think it's whatever it's cute so traveling with a five month old here's a fun fact there's these like sweet spots in children's age where you can travel with them easily hugo did not cry (laughs) at all on the flight over he cried a little bit on the flight home I carried him around in a baby carrier the whole time we were in the airport and this kid was just like quiet, smiley, and I breastfed and that was the easiest trip ever. I think traveling with like a toddler or when they get like eight or nine months is when it becomes like super difficult, but the photo in general, I brought this specific sweater to Corsica which Kim gifted Hugo and we this was our last night in Corsica and I forced Tilo we had gone out to um, like a family friend's villa like an old Parisian lady's villa and I made Tilo like drive home like a madman to get to the beach before the sunset to take these photos of Hugo. And so we were like fighting because I was like, drive faster. He's like, this is so stupid. We don't need to be doing this. And I'm like sprinting on the beach with the baby trying to make him laugh. And so it was a very stressful photo, but like cute as shit. So that's also the (laughs) super mom shit gets her photos of her baby when needed. Yeah. I loved that sweater. I still love so much. It's so cute. I know. Okay. Last one for you. On June 21st, 2021, Kim posted a photo with the caption, that's hot, Paris Hilton, The Simple Life, 2003. Listeners wanted to know, there's two of them, what the hell is going on here and why are you in a complete denim outfit? (laughs) Okay. So... I was at my friend's buck and doe for this one, and the theme was denim, so that is why I was in a complete denim outfit. Um, I remember finding that bralette in my drawer, and it was some, like, early university bar night outfit purchase that I had made and honestly probably worn once, and I was like, this is is perfect. (laughs) This is exactly what I need to wear to this buck and doe. And my friends have a farm, and that's where the party was. So when I was there, I, like, had to grab that shovel and take the picture because it was so similar to, like, the promotional poster for The Simple yeah. Life, which we will include in these Instagram photos. Okay. Um, and, like, yeah, which The Simple Life, for anyone who doesn't know, it was Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie's reality 
show in like the early 2000s and they basically like would be sent off to do kind of like everyday like working class type (laughs) jobs even though that they were like so rich and like anyways that's why I took that photo and it just like it felt very fitting at the moment it's a cute photo in the moment yeah Hmm. yeah (laughs) last one for you on March 19th, 2019, Megs posted a photo with the caption, and for dessert, my face. <laughs> and it's you with what looks like a chocolate face mask holding up a chocolate bar. And a listener wanted to know, A, is that real chocolate? B, did you get the real chocolate just for this picture? And C, aren't you allergic to chocolate? Uh, okay, we'll go in order. A, it is not a real chocolate face mask. It was just like a, okay, it was like a, okay, kind of. I don't think it was actual chocolate. It came from like Shoppers Drug Mart and it was just like chocolate flavored mud mask. Not actual chocolate, I don't think. B, no, I did not get the chocolate just for the picture. That was already in the house, but I don't eat chocolate because C, I am allergic. And I'm pretty sure that was just because Tilo was around and Tilo's a big chocolate guy. And that's why we had it. And I just remember pulling that photo together that photo was taken like just near our back door because i was like the light's really good here and i had this vision for this photo and it turned out exactly how i was really happy i like that photo a lot i think it's a cute ass photo so I'm, i'm really happy with it and it wasn't all staged it was mostly real and just happy accident that all fit together love it i think that that about wraps up our instagram chat it does Okay, are you ready? On to the Philomath. This kind of came up. This has nothing to do with Instagram at all. Well, kind of, not really, no. I was doing some research for a client, and I just got, like, one of my clients is in, like, the home garden lifestyle sphere. And so, do you know what a money tree is? A money tree? Yeah. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, it's, like, usually a small to medium-sized they have like proper trunks there's usually more than one together and they're like braided together and then the leaves kind of look like marijuana like marijuana leaves or like weed leaves and that's a money tree according to legend the history of the braided money tree is rooted many centuries ago when a taiwanese farmer in a dire financial straits found a stray petria growing in his field taken in by his beauty decided to try his hand at growing more plants from this plant seeds in the hope that others would similarly enthrall with their charm and they were amazing and so it basically became super popular across taiwan and the farmer then grew prosperous and wealthy from his crops and that's why people started calling them the money tree huh i did not know that i didn't know that either i was like oh is this true like is this legend or but i just thought it was so cute i was like oh Okay, you grew up, you wanted to be rich and then you grew a plant and then that plant technically got you money? Because my mom joked and she bought me a money tree in university and she's like, it doesn't grow real money. And I was like, R, 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 mom. Like, <laughs> hilarious. But I just thought that was a cute little, next time you see a money tree, I'd be like, oh, fun fact. There you go. Yeah, cute. Yeah. What a cute little so, way to wrap up our episode. Yeah, that does conclude the episode, the Instagram eras. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're not already following us on Instagram, I would like to know how you have remotely followed <laughs> along with this episode at all. Um, but you can find us at Adwits and Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow us. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and we will love you forever. And until next time, bye. Bye bye.